0: Matthew chapter 8, I love the word of God and the treasures that you can find in the scripture. Matthew chapter 8 verse 18, let's stand together for the reading of God's word tonight and prayer for the message. Matthew chapter 8 in verse number 18. Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart under the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him. Master I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Yeah. And Jesus said unto him. The foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests. But the son of man hath not where to lay his head. In other words, these people are saying, we'll follow you, Lord. And he's saying, okay, you can, but it's going to be a rough ride. The birds have somewhere to go. The foxes have somewhere to go. But I don't even have a place to lay my head. And you want to follow me? That's what he's saying. And another of his disciples... (laughs) Another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Follow me, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. Hmm. That's some strong stuff. In other words, he's saying, My dad is dead, I need to go take care of things. Basically, he's saying, the Lord's saying, No, ain't nothing you can do for him, he's dead. Yeah. Follow me. Follow me. Verse 23 is where I really want to use the text and we'll use as a text and we'll go through some of the other scriptures here momentarily. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. I bet they didn't know that they were getting ready to be in the storm of their life. Although Jesus had already told them, follow me, it's going to be rough. I just wonder if there's anybody here that wants to follow Jesus in the storm. Following Jesus into the storm. Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, we come to you tonight as humble as we know how. I thank you for the good word of testimony. Lord, the good testimony of how you've blessed people and how you're allowing others to lead them, others to the Lord. And Lord, it's just a, an awesome, awesome experience to one-on-one lead an individual to you. Lord, I pray you'd undergird me tonight with your spirit and your power. Help me to preach your word. Lord, give me clarity of mind, clarity of speech. Lord, you know I'm weak in body tonight. But Lord, I'm going to gain all my strength from Thee and trust in Thee alone. God, I pray that You'll give us help tonight from heaven. In Jesus' name we humbly ask and pray. Amen Amen. and amen. Now when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave commandment to depart from the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. He said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury the dead. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. May I say you better watch what you follow tonight. Uh, There's a a lot of different things uh, that are people that will want you to follow them. And if you're not careful, you'll follow follow a heresy, if you will, uh, uh, right into the the den of lions. Uh, You'll follow them uh, into a den of lions or to a den of sacrifice of some sort, uh, of some sort of a a mockery of what God really truly is. Uh. What was that word you told me this morning? It's a new word. The old Ostenilization of America. Joe heard that on the radio this morning. Does anybody have an idea what an old Ostenilization of America is? Listen, there is no need to follow a lamb to the slaughter when a lamb's already been slaughtered for you and I. Huh? Listen, we have to be careful about uh, uh, what we follow and who we follow and when we do it and how we do it and make sure when God's speaking to us that God is definitely talking to us. Uh, I want you to understand something tonight. When we choose to follow Christ, uh, we're choosing to follow the Lord and Savior of this world. We're choosing to follow, Brother Joe, the darling Son of God. The man that is completely, completely sin free and perfect for thirty three and a half years. uh, Walking upon this earth never to sin. Uh, He was often tempted. He was uh, tempted on the mount. He was tempted in the garden. He had been tempted many times by Satan. But yet uh, he stayed true. And there is a sacrifice to follow that true and living God. There is a sacrifice, uh, and those disciples that decided to follow Christ uh, into that boat did not know, Preacher Damon, that there was a great storm awaiting on the other side. I bet they did not know, and I bet if they did know that that storm was coming, they may not have wanted to get on that boat at that particular time. But the thing is, uh, the Lord came about and said, let's get on the boat. And you either got on the boat then, or you didn't get on the boat at all. Thank you, Lord. That's a picture of salvation. Listen, they got on the boat when the Lord said, get on the boat. You'll get saved when God says, get saved, or you won't get saved. That's a picture of salvation tonight. We have to be very careful as we follow the Lord. Because I'm here to tell you, folks, He suffered persecution, and you and I will also suffer persecution. Uh, People may look at you funny. They may talk about you funny. Uh, They may think that you're some kind of a a, a wacko uh, or a sicko uh, because you get your church clothes on on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, uh, and you go to the house of a living God uh, and you hold up hands and praises toward heaven. Uh, But folks, I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter what the devil says. Uh, It doesn't matter what the world says today. Uh, I'm still going to praise the one and true living God because I know my Redeemer liveth. Amen. When you go into this life, everybody's going to have storms. Whether you're saved or you're lost. Anybody that was in the boat in these days, the Bible tells us in other accounts that there were other little ships, but there was only one ship with Jesus on it. There was a difference of those that were in those other ships and the one that Jesus was on. I want to be on Jesus' ship tonight. Amen. I want us to follow Jesus in the storm. I want you to take your mind back uh, uh, and, 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 and try to put yourself in that place of those disciples as they're entering into that boat. First I see a covered ship. How many of you ever felt like you've just been covered up? You had so much to cover you, you didn't have nowhere to turn. All of us. Whether it be bills, or whether it be burdens, or whether it be worries, or whether it be sicknesses, or whatever it may be. Uh, We begin to think that we're covered up so much in stuff that we're never going to see the end. I think about Brother Ricky back there. Bless his heart, he works seven days a week most of the time. And I'm glad that he does. But I believe it's getting a little old to him. (laughs) And I'm not praying that God shut his work down. I'm not doing that. But I'm telling you what, I can tell that sometimes he might get a little aggravated because he can't see the end of the tunnel. It keeps piling up. It keeps piling up. And I understand that. But we as children of God will all go through that with something On the other side, that's covering us up. It may be financial problems. It may be burdens. It may be family issues. It may be whatever. But my friend, you're looking here in the Word of God. You're seeing a covered ship. Look at verse number 24. Matthew chapter 8. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. Insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. So here they are out in that ship. Uh, uh, the boat has become covered with the water. The water here and that storm uh, is a picture of you and I being covered in everyday life with situations. Wow. Now The thing is, we have to get out from under our situation and get up under God's grace and let Him handle the storm. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is asleep. The Bible says. That word covered uh, means, uh, in, in the dictionary, means to be stretched uh, or expanded. In other words, uh, we're stretched uh, to the very last inkling of our body uh, trying to get anything accomplished these days. We're covered up. We don't, we, we've got so much to do, uh, uh, so much to take care of, uh, so much to do. You know, you just don't know where you're going to turn and know how you're going to get it done. You have to just get in there uh, and you have to put your nose to the grindstone uh, and you have to get to the end of the goal in which you're working. This covered shit, listen, there's a lot of us that have been covered. But we got to make sure we do the right thing when we are covered. 2 Corinthians 1.8 For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. There is a lot of people that are so covered up tonight with problems and stuff they don't know if they're going to live tomorrow. The reason they don't know if they're going to live or not is because they contemplate taking their life. That young man that came with you, that found this church from Charleston, South Carolina, that morning when I got on the altar and prayed with Corey, he said, Preacher, I've contemplated taking my life. He found something on this altar that day, uh, and he's been back a couple of times since. Uh, and you can tell there's a different countenance in his face. Uh, and he found some grace, uh, and he sees the end of the tunnel, and he sees the light on the other end, uh, even though he's covered up Psalm 55, 4 and 5, my heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are coming upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. Listen, there are things in this world will cover you up and overwhelm you. Yeah. Psalm 124, then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over our soul, then the proud waters had gone over our soul. I see a covered ship. You understand what I'm saying? When we're covered up, we're covered up. We've got this problem. We've got that problem. This bill's three weeks past due. This one's coming due. I got a problem here. Can't get rid of this. I'm worried about my grandbaby. I'm worried about my son. Worried about my daughter. Worried about my mom. Worried about my dad. Worried about this one. Got cancer. Worried about that one. Fixing to lose this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, you're covered. You better know where to run when you're covered. You better know where to go when you're covered. Uh, I see a covered ship, but the covered ship was the problem. But look, we're, we're working toward a solution. I see the crying saints. Look at Matthew 8, 25. And His disciples came to Him and awoke Him, saying, Lord, save us. We perish Oh listen I'm here to tell you the psalmist says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are upon open unto their cry. In my distress I call upon the Lord and I cried unto my God and he heard my voice uh, out of his temple and my cry came before him uh, even unto his ears. Uh, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth uh, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Uh, folks I'm here to tell you when you're all covered up uh, and you think there's nowhere to go uh, and nowhere to turn. Bless God just get in and start crying out to God and say, Help me, Lord! Help! That's where we fail sometimes. Uh, We feel like that we're just, uh, uh, you know, we're too good to cry out to God. Oh, we're just uh, you know uh, too 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 half to cry out to God. Oh, we can handle it all ourselves. Uh, we can do it all on our own. Uh, listen, I'm here to tell you, you cannot do it all on your own. Uh, you might as well cry out to God before it gets so bad. You're going to try to commit suicide. Yeah. Go ahead and cry out to God and say, "Help me, Lord." Yeah. You got to cry out to Him. Yeah. You got to cry. And the Bible says He'll listen to us. Go to Him with a clean heart. He will answer your cry. From the end of the earth, the psalmist says, Will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. Save him out of all his troubles. Then the psalmist says, In my distress I cried unto the Lord and He heard me. In the day when I cried, Thou answeredest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. Amen. He'll give you strength. Amen. There's many a times, listen, if I didn't have God to give me strength, I don't know if I'd be here tonight. Listen, I, I, you know, uh, there's times uh, uh, that your mind gets weary, your body gets tired, uh, and that's just not me, that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you work a full-time job trying to take care of your family, uh, trying to do what's right, trying to lead them upright, and then it seems like at times the world begins to crash down on you. And folks, when that happens, you've got to cry out to God to, and allow Him to come along to the rescue because He's the only one that can help you tonight. Yeah. I'm preaching to somebody. You got a covered ship. You got a crying saints, but I see a calm Savior in Matthew eight twenty six, and He saith unto them, "Why are ye fearful? Oh, ye of little faith." Then He arose, He rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. I still believe tonight in a sea-calming God. No matter what you're going through, uh, no matter how rough the seas are, no matter how dangerous the storm looks uh, or how it feels, uh, we've got a God that'll step out on the bow of your boat uh, and say, Peace be still, uh, and He will still the storm. Amen. My, my, I see a calming Savior. I'm glad I can go to one that can calm my every need, my every fear. The psalmist, again, the psalmist says a lot about these psalms. 107, verse 23 through 29. They that go down in the sea in ships that do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven; they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wits' end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth out of them out of their distress. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Boy, I'd love to bend. Just an old frog on the bow of the boat that day uh, when Jesus stepped out onto that ship uh, and had the winds to bow down to him uh, and the waves to just uh, roll back uh, and get away from the ship. Uh, And you know, some people say, well, that's just impossible. That was a tempestuous wind. That was probably a hurricane or or an extreme storm of some sort that were coming by and that was just rocking and reeling that ship. You surely don't believe that that man stand on that boat. He stood out there. Held up his hands uh, and said peace be still. Uh, and the waters were come, become right. calm. Uh, I'm here to tell you if it was cold enough. I believe you could ice skate across it. It was so calm. Yeah, calm. Yeah. Calm. Our God doesn't halfway do something. Yeah, he does it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I'll never forget the story. Dr. Percy Ray. Me and him preached a message together not long ago. Y'all remember that? <laughs> Me and Percy preached that message together On hell yeah. But uh, I'll never forget mm-hmm. Percy Ray was always a man of prayer And after a meeting One week in North Carolina uh, they, uh, Percy Ray Was invited over to a young couple's house And basically they said Preacher Percy we need you to Pray We need you to pray that we get to an adopt a kid and uh, we want a child so bad, but uh, we're barren, we can't have children. And, and we're we're really trying hard and praying about adopting a child. And we want you to help us pray personally. We know you're a prayer warrior, preacher, and we know that, that God hears your cry. And we want you to pray, dear God, to the God of heaven, uh, that uh, that prayer request would come true. That preacher looked at him and said, I'm not going to do it. And they got upset and they got offended. We're not going to do it. Uh, I'm not going to pray that you get it. An adopted child. And they were just dismayed, you know, kind of dumbfounded. And and then Percy said, but I will pray that God give you a child of your own. It wasn't but a few weeks from there, Percy Ray got a phone call from them parents. Uh, They were shouting heaven down on the other end. Why? Because the girl was with child. It wasn't an adopted child either. It was the seed planted in her by the husband, my friend. And I'm here to tell you uh, she was with child and, 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 and brought that baby into this world uh, by the way of a natural birth and a natural child of that family. See, God does not do it just halfway. A lot of times we just ask for the little things, amen. A lot of times we just ask for, and the little things is good. But listen, let's not halfway ask for something. Let's ask that God take care of it all, Amen like praying for debt relief around here. We could pray that God pay that place off next door. Hey, what's wrong with asking God to pay for it all? Amen. I got a God that can. Amen. I'm here to tell you we serve a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills and owns the taters inside the hills. He's liable to get somebody to pick them taters and sell them. Amen. I believe it. That's a God that we serve tonight. I see a calming Savior the Bible says in Psalm twenty nine eleven, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. John fourteen, twenty-seven, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We shouldn't have to walk in this world afraid tonight. Sad, sad story. Barry mentioned it in the in the prayer room. About the fellow, I guess he owned or ran Woodward's funeral home over on Howard Street. Uh, The man last Wednesday night was uh, leaving church. And somebody drove by him and shot him and killed him. Just just random. Just random. You know what? That could be me. That could be you. That could be your children. That could be your parents. That could be your child. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Death has no respecter of person. And an idiot with a gun knows no stranger. It could have been any of us, Hat. But I'm not going to walk out this door tonight and be scared to get in my car because of a fool. All I can say is don't threaten me too much with heaven. I'm liable to go. Huh? I'm liable to go. In other words, what do you mean, preacher? Well, look, I'm I'm not ready to crawl up on the next busload and get out of here, but I can tell you this. If it's time for me to go, I'm ready to go. I'm not going to sit around and worry about it. Worry about when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. I'm just going to keep trugging along until it does happen. Amen. You see the covered ship. You see the crying saints. You see the calming Savior. But boy, I see a comforting statement in verse number 27. But the men marveled. Saying, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea... Obey Him. That's a comforting statement out there. That's comfort. What kind of man is this? We've seen Him walk on the water. We've seen Him step out on the boat and say, Peace be still. We've seen Him calm the winds, calm the storm. We've seen Him do it all and all that which is good. Who is this man that even the wind and sea obey him? What manner of man is this? Well, the Bible says he's slow to anger and great in power. And will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in a whirlwind and in the storm and in the clouds of the dust of his feet. Yeah. Hmm. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for good for them that love God to him who are called according to his purpose. Genesis chapter 45, And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near unto me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph your brother whom ye sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earing, nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house. And a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Folks listen. He's not only a true and living God in the New Testament. He's a true and living God in the Old Testament. And He's a true and living God in the day in which we live. He can still calm the storms of life. He can still bring you through your darkest days. He can still save the vilest of sinners. He can still step out and walk upon the waters. He can still uh, do miracles amongst His people. He can still uh, take the vilest, uh, dirtiest uh, and clean them up. uh, And sit them behind a podium uh, to preach the gospel. That's the kind of God that we serve tonight. The problem is some people think they've gone too far To turn back. And some people won't give Him a chance. But we've got to give Him a chance. Listen, He saved you. He walked on the water for us. He has parted the seas for us. He's touched blinded eyes for us. He's touched crippled legs for us. He has touched the lame for us. He's provided for us all of these years. Uh, What makes you think He's going to stop today? Sometimes I believe people sit back and they just think well, must not be nothing left in God's storehouse for me. Must not be nothing left. Kind of hard to say that when he owns everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to say that to know that he's the king of kings and the lord of all. Yeah. Brother Hap, we ain't went without nothing yet. No. Matter of fact, this past week I probably had too many groceries at my house. I ate too much. Got sick. Got over it, ate some more, and still got a bunch of junk in the house to eat. I go in there, there's four packs of Oreos. Not just any kind of Oreos, Miss Black. Double stuffed Oreos. Coconut cream filled Oreos. Mint chocolate chip covered Oreos. Every kind of Oreo that you want. And when this preacher gets up for that 15 or 20 minute nap he takes on Sunday, guess what I got into today? Them Oreos. And then I looked at them Oreos and I looked at the scale. I ate about 10 Oreos and gained 10 pounds. (laughs) I'm trying to give Miss Black a hint. Don't buy no more of them Oreos. Hide them Oreos, please. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We've got stuff that we don't need. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Of course, she's got a good argument. I'm getting from them from the kids. You know, Jonathan and Hannah, both skinny as a rail, look like they're going to blow away, yeah. you know. I'll get to missing them Oreos one day and Jonathan will have them hid under his bed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if he's been in them or the rats has been in them, but something's been in them. What I'm trying to say is God's blessed us with an over amount of abundance of stuff. Thanks, Most everybody's got two or three cars in the driveway. Amen. Got, you know, some people got an extra spare bed at the house. You know, we got extra sets of clothes to wear. We don't have to wear the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. And uh, God's continuing to put good biscuits and gravy on the table, put money in our pockets to go and eat when we want to go eat. God's got given an abundance. Right. And I know everybody's probably not is uh, you know abundified. Is that a word? Is that a word, Doc? Abundified? It ain't. Well, I just made it. Abundified means this. We're going to put it in New Webster's Dictionary. Abundified means we got more than enough. A more than an abundance. We've been abundified. I love creating words. Y'all notice that, ain't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. When you're from the mill hill, that's all you know how to do. Ain't that right, buddy? Just make it up as you go. <laughs> but it, y'all know what I was talking about. I didn't even have to define it, didn't I? Abundified. Yeah. What I'm trying to say tonight, church, is this. Storms is going to come. Rains are going to fall. Valleys are going to get deep. The waves are going to cover. But we've got to cry out to the one that can help us. (laughs) And trust in the one that can control it all. And cry out unto him. And allow Him to help us in the midst of what we're in. Yeah. And we'll see the common effects of the Savior. Yeah. And you too will be amazed by what the Lord Jesus Christ can do in your life. Yeah. Amen. Folks, I'm here to tell you, He can do it. Right. A lot of people doubt the power of God. Yeah. But church, I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen some miracles in my day. I've seen some stuff that I won't even share with other people because I'm afraid they'll think I'm crazy. Amen. Yeah. But I've seen God move on some things. Amen. Some of you have seen God move on some yeah. things. And He's real. Yes. He's real. Amen. I ain't talking about no hocus pocus stuff. I'm talking about a real move of God. Amen. Huh? Our God can do it. Yeah. We serve that kind of God tonight. Are you willing to follow him into the storm? Because I got news for you. You'll either follow him into the storm or you'll go yourself into another storm all by yourself. Yeah. And I'd rather go with him into my storm. Yeah. Let's stand today, if you would, as they come get us a song of imitation. If you've got a need tonight, let me encourage you to gather around this altar of prayer. Come around. And just ask God to help you tonight. Listen, we've all had battles. We've all had storms. We've all had those times in our life when we felt like we could not find our way out. Covered up. Can't can't get out of it. But I'm here to tell you, when you begin to cry out to God, He comes on the other end of your clutter. And your covered up mess and starts clearing it out. And you begin to see light at the end of that tunnel. And when you do, you see the nail-scarred hands of Christ. And He's able to help you tonight.